What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome to Ideation Collective. I'm Jess Larson. Today on the show, we've got Dave Young. We had to learn to cooperate with each other because, you know, what the product that you're delivering as a broker is information. And so if you have a group of people that are sharing information with each other, your your brand. This is another episode of our Innovation and Leadership series where we interview pro athletes, world-class musicians, CEOs, Hollywood filmmakers, and a wide variety of other high achievers. Before we get rolling, we want to invite you to get involved in the charity our founders helped start called Child Rescue. We work to combat child sex trafficking in the U.S. and globally. The top project you could help with now is in Cusco, Peru. There are 20 girls that the local government rescued but didn't have anywhere to keep them safe, so they put them in jail. The government has said that they're willing to give custody of these kids to the aftercare facility we're helping to expand now once we raise enough money and build an extra building there. To learn more, please click on the Child Rescue tab on our website, which is iCollective.co. So with that out of the way, let's get to the interview. And uh, yeah. and also to have it, Charles Duhigg, that's a great one, especially for business owners that are trying to understand, you know, things they could do to enhance, you know, the idea of customers habitually being, staying a customer, right? Um, yeah. You know, um, I feel like you kind of made reference to something, and, and I really like to talk to especially... Uh, married folks <laughs> or, or yep. people with children who, who are on the show. Um, when you think about this, you know, for, for somebody who's ambitious, for somebody who is working the long hours, um, but also doesn't want to lose their family, what, yeah. what do you feel like were some of the things that went well for you that, that helped you? You know, I know how close you are to your kids and, and uh, you, you obviously has, have a great marriage still. And what are the things that, um, that worked? Or, or advice you'd have about, you know, reining in the ambition to have a good family too. Yeah. I mean, it, I think everybody has some life experiences that just are epiphanies. And, uh, I remember literally just, uh, riding back from a, seeing a client out in Los Angeles, sitting with this lady, uh, and work, you know, how sometimes you get on a plane and you, each of you kind of give each other's life story and you don't even know each other. And, and we did that a little bit. And I was going through a rough time, uh, having been divorced and feeling like my kids weren't being taken care of and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of spewing out those sort of things. And, uh, the lady said, Dave, just let it go. <laughs> she said, just seriously, let it go. You know, uh, and that spoke to you at that moment for whatever reason. It, it, it really spoke to me. And I, and I went back and I, uh, you know, I started being uh, maybe more understanding and more kind to my ex-wife and, and uh, focused on, you know, how, how all this angst affected the kids. And I think that helped me do a better job. Uh, this being happy book kind of, you know, it was something that kind of helped uh, – 
reset my compass when it came to the kids and, and, and different thing. And, and, and I'll, I'll give Arbinger credit for really helping me, uh, you know, with, with my wife, uh, they wrote this beautiful book called anatomy of peace. And I, I just having read it, I, they were talking about, you know, what would it feel like? It was one of the examples in the book, but what would it feel like if, if you lived with somebody and they thought they were too important to actually do the dishes, what would that feel like? And I started thinking about it and I, I realized, you know, I was looking at it saying, well, I'm working 12 hours a day. She can do the dishes. Come on. And I started it just, that just reset my, uh, compass entirely. Cause I said, oh my God, it would feel terrible. And I, and I started doing the dishes. <laughs> I started doing little things. And hence and you are the, still married. So second time around, you got it, right? Yeah. Second time around, I got it. Uh, well, what, from, what, what was her reaction? What was that like when you, when you started doing that? She noticed it. She noticed it and she appreciated it. And, uh, it made, it made us a better marriage. Uh, I started, I started, uh, getting into looking at how the world would look through her eyes a bit. And it, I think it made me a better husband. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend that book as well. Anatomy of peace. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking too about it. Something I think is a special skill set of yours that not everybody would know about who hasn't met you. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm thinking about all the conversations we've had and, and the, you know, how many of your children actually take your advice? <laughs> you know, yeah. as a younger dad myself, I'm, I'm hoping that it pans out this way, right? But um, yeah. I, I really feel like you have a unique ability to put people at ease in the way that you listen, people feel safe talking to you. Is that is that intentional or how much of that do you think you were born with or... I think I was born with some of it and, you know, my mother probably helped me with a bit of it, but, you know, I think, you know, just, just the ex experience of life and, and going through the things we just talked about, it's, uh, uh, the, the advice I would give to people is, you know, really do work on your life. Uh, you know, your life work balance, you can still be, you can still be uh, a great contributor to your company and, and also a great husband and father. It, you know, you may think it's, Oh yeah, I just don't have time to do that. But actually spending that little amount of time to do certain thoughtful things, it actually makes your life easier. You know, you actually end up uh, being more efficient in a way at work and more efficient in, in, uh, dealing with your family just by spending that little, you know, some, some, you know, some thoughtful times with your, with your family. Well, it's, this, this is one of the things that I feel like you've mentored me on and that, that I look up to you is, you know, an ambitious guy who, who can put in these 12 hour days day after day, but you have like a unique form of like, I'm going to call it patient tenacity. Like 
you're not easily deterred, but you're not in people's face. How, where, like, how did you develop the patience, or what? What do you uh, talk talk to us about that? Because I I find people often very patient, maybe not as ambitious, or ambitious not as patient. How do you think you got both those qualities? I think really uh, a lot of that came from being a, a broker for all those years uh, because, you know, you try, try different things, try being impatient sometime <laughs> and you'll find you might, you, you might lose your client entirely. Mm. Uh, you know, I've gone through early on in my career, I lost my temper, did whatever. And wow, I'm going to, it's going to take six months to recover from that. So, you know, you do you do develop some patience, but you have, you know, I think if you want to be successful, you have to be willing to be so persistent. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to lose. For I always felt that if I lost something due to not giving it the effort it required, shame on me. And I, and I would look back and, and do postmortems on different things. And, you know, you just go, okay, if, if, if you go, if you're going to uh, lose a piece of business or whatever deal you're working on, if you lose it, if you lose it because you gave it your best and you just got beat, okay, I can live with that. But anything less, I was pretty hard on myself. <laughs> well, and see, I think there's a lot of people who are attracted to entrepreneurship or business ownership that that identify with that with that drive and with that tenacity. Uh, but I just think you have this unique unique ability to um, I don't know to be calm while you do it. Like you you put people at ease so well. Some of our friends that we have in common, we've talked about you and we've talked about how you're so unassuming and you're you, you know you don't intimidate people and, and put people off and, uh, and yet you don't give up either. I mean, what do you think, do you think being raised by a lumberjack in Northern Idaho and this work ethic, do you think that has something to do with it? What do you think? You know, I certainly the work ethic, uh, I mean, people, when I was growing up as a kid in Northern Idaho, it was like, my dad can work harder than your dad. I mean, that was kind of like where your badge of uh, honor came from was how hard you work. But now I think, I think to some degree just, and this is stuff that just developed over years of, of, of working in the business world is, yeah, I really want this. I really want this. And it's important, but then you also can sit back and go, but I'll only go up. I, I won't, breach my integrity to get it i won't i won't go you know if if you have to if you lose a deal and that's okay you know because if you've given it your best and you you managed to keep your integrity intact and and you you served your customer then it's okay it, you know the the business will come back to you uh, and I think that's part of it is just, just knowing mm. that, you know, yeah, I'm very intense. I, I, I want this business, but the calmness comes from, but if I don't get, get it because I've done everything I could do to, to 
accomplish the business and I didn't breach my ethics, I can live with that, you know, if I lose the business. You know, it reminds me, we had uh, Treon Muller on the, on the show. He's a head of digital education for Franklin Covey, and he's talking about a book called The Four Agreements. And it's kind of like this idea of making these agreements with yourself up front so you don't have to deliberate at the time. And uh, yeah. It's interesting. Well, um, you know, we, we typically ask guests uh, about child rescue and about any advice they would have for us to get the word out. Y- you have obviously been a big part of that, being uh, um, on, our, on the advisory board for child rescue and, and bringing that tenacity to help get the word out in the Northeast. Um, can you just tell us a bit about what, what it is about the issue that, that uh, you feel so passionately about? Well, having daughters, uh, now having granddaughters, uh, and actually having some some personal experience uh, in in the family that it, it literally uh, resonated with me. Uh, but it, just in general, the enthusiasm that I really find wonderful is people I talk to. Uh, in all walks of life, they, they, they really, truly have a desire to help. Uh, not everybody, you know, and part of it, you know, Jess, I think is our, our job is to really communicate what, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and, and, uh, you know, the results of, of the, of the effort and, and, uh, getting people to, participate in the fundraising, et cetera, is just knowing that you're saving, you know, you're saving a life. You're making a person who could be in living a life for the next God knows how long. I mean, maybe a shorter life in, in a miserable situation. And, and you've got that little girl or little boy off in a different course And it's, 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 uh, you know, you're changing the world in in each individual case. You're changing their world. So how could you not be excited about it? <laughs> well, I get that. I mean, it feels like a hobby to me. Obviously, there's the depressing parts, but, um, you know, it's one of the most fun things I've ever worked on, right? When when those wins come through, they're, they're bigger than the wins of any other hobby I've ever worked on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I can, I can uh, equate it to, you know, when you've, you know, uh, participated in finalizing a contract for a cargo or selling a ship or whatever you've done, that's, gosh, that's, you know, a nice adrenaline rush. But as you said, that's nothing compared to uh, actually having some young life better for for you actually uh, caring enough to help it happen. You know, another thing I'll say, too, is um, a, a, a huge side benefit for me is the kind of people that want to help out with this are the kind of people that you kind of want to hang out with anyways. Like, you and I have done all this fun stuff hanging out together trying to work on this. And, you know, like I'm thinking about our undercover partners that just did this rescue down in Peru that's now public, you know. And mm-hmm. they're just quality human beings. Like they're the kind of people that you would want to influence your children. And like, there's all these, there's all these side benefits 
for me at least. Oh yeah. No, you, you see the best in people. Uh, you know, one of, one of the people I introduced you to, uh, you can just, that that's recently participated and made a significant contribution to this last effort. I, I talked to him about it and you had sent him an email and he just lit up. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I saw him for lunch yesterday in New York and I, I said, yeah, that was pretty, pretty impressive. I was so happy the numbers of people we're talking about that have been saved and he just lit up. It was like, okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, we, we greatly appreciate uh, all the work you do on behalf of these kids. So, so, as far as the public, thank you. Consider this that. Um, shifting gears, um, I one of my favorite things to ask people is who had an influence on them as far as um, setting an example for how to treat others. And and I can make some guesses of who might come up on your list. But who do you feel like there was whether earlier in your right early in your life and also early in your career that maybe set the example for you. Wow. Uh, early in my life, it's pretty simple. It's my mother. Uh, she would, uh, you know, of course, when your mother dies, when you're young, I think you automatically put them on a pedestal or, you know, get them into sainthood. <laughs> my mother died when I was 16, but she literally would do things like that. I didn't like at the time, but kids would come to the house that didn't have much of anything. And she would say, well, David, why don't you, why don't, you just got that toy. Why don't you give it to him? And I'd go, what? <laughs> but, but, and I would give it to him or, or she would, she kind of influenced me to really care about other human beings. So that's where I, I think I got my start as far as having a genuine caring for, for people who, who might be struggling, uh, as far as my career is concerned, wow. Uh, before I became a broker, I worked with some great guys at, at Conoco. Uh, before that, I, I had the uh, pleasure of, of being coached in basketball by the, uh, uh, a guy who became the commandant of the Coast Guard, Admiral Jim Loy. And Jim and his family were just like, amazing, amazing role models. In what way? In, in the shipping business, uh, I, I really, there was a, uh, an owner of, of uh, the first brokerage firm I worked for. His name was Torben Karlshoy. He was a Dane. And that guy, uh, you know, he died young. He died at about age 50, but he was just, just an, an you know, really intense phenomenal guy. And what I admire about him is that he did go bankrupt, I think even one or two times, but he kept, he kept coming back. And what he did that I'll never forget is he went back to the people that, that, that were left holding the bag from him going bankrupt and he made them all whole. <laughs> he made, I mean, he, yeah, you know, business is business. Some companies go bankrupt. He literally went back to the people that lost money in his previous endeavors. And once he was making the money and he made a tremendous amount of money, uh, 
very wealthy guy. He went back and he made whole the people that that got stung by his earlier bankruptcies. Hmm. I, I just, I mean, how can you not admire that? Wow. Well, um, it, it's interesting. Did I lose you, Jess? No, Dave. I'm I'm thinking about, um, you know, you think about hearing stories um, and seeing them, and there's such an effect of having that example set for us that just, you know, putting a principle on a PowerPoint can't do for us, huh? Yeah. No, it's to me, it's uh, that's integrity. I mean, to me, that's wow. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that. You know, you go bankrupt. You don't have to make it right. Uh, but wow, what 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 kind of integrity does it take to actually put aside your your own uh, interests and say, no, I want to make sure they're they're treated right. So anyway, mm-hmm. TK Shipping, they're still. Uh, it's called TK Shipping after Torben Karlshoi, his initials, of course, TK Shipping. And their company is gone after his death. And, you know, it's it's doing great. They're, I just saw several of the people in a Christmas party yesterday, and they're, the company's doing awesome. That's great. To uh, yeah. Well, listen, uh, in closing here, are there is there any other advice you would have whether it's about entrepreneurship or about uh, just just anything for for those people who are out there trying to become a high achiever. I, I would have to say, you know, what we talked about earlier is just having having a persistence and doing your homework of course so you're 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 you know you're entering whatever endeavor you're entering with you know a good base of knowledge but if it's a customer related business which most businesses are just keeping not having it be your goals having it be the customer's goals that you're really going after and your goals will be met in the process. Uh, you know, literally having some, some of my best customers still are friends and it's, you know, they, they knew that at the end of, at the end of every effort that I went through for them, that, uh, you know, you really care about what, what they were trying to achieve and, and, and you did the best to accomplish that. And if you do that, I think you will be appreciated. Uh, and that's stuff that, uh, that's stuff we've also learned through Arbinger. Uh, it's, it's not just, it's not just about what I'm trying to accomplish. You, you accomplish your your customers goals and uh it's gonna be there it's gonna be great that's great advice well we appreciate you taking time to be with us today and uh thanks again for being on the show my pleasure jess anytime 
that was part two of our interview. If you missed part one, please go back an episode and download the episode before this one for the first half of the interview. As always, please check iCollective.co for show notes of things referenced during the interview and to learn more about our guest. And if you're interested, we'd love to have you learn more about the charity Child Rescue. Go to the menu page on iCollective and click on Child Rescue. Thanks so much. Get to Old Navy for star-spangled style. Right now, everything's on sale, up to 60% off. That's right, get everything from tees, shorts, dresses, and swim, all at 60% off. Now till July 7th at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 7-7, select styles only.